Welcome into DTC. Hail to the Redskins. Redskins win 24-6. Jay Gruden gets the monkey off his back, the self-proclaimed media monkey that he didn't want to talk about but was ready to talk about after the big win today. Before we get into the Cardinals and how bad that team is, uh, let's let's just go around the table here. Quick hits, Stevie, FP, and Razzle. And a quick word here, Razzle is going to be a regular doing Redskins recap shows all season long. So Razzle, golf clap for you. Happy to have you, my man. That's my teammate. Thank you, guys. Inside, Thank you for having me. Inside story we'll get to maybe later when Steve and when Peter come on the podcast. But let's focus on the skins here. I want to go to FP first. 24-6, Adrian Peterson looked, looked 10 years younger than I expected him to look. Offense didn't look spectacular. The receivers didn't look great. What was your one main takeaway from this game today, this big Redskins win to open the season? Uh, it's pretty simple for me. Um, I think you guys are watching a different game than me, at least in the first half. To see the team come out there on offense specifically and just click and, and kind of put at ease all my concerns from preseason of them not having chemistry, that was great. To see Adrian Peterson do his runs and hit his lanes and, and run hard was fantastic. Chris Thompson coming back first game from his injury looked like he didn't even miss a beat and went all out. And then you have Jordan Reed with a, an amazing catch, leaping dive touchdown. Uh, and, and to have those three guys get you touchdowns in the first half, the, the, the three that we all really knew were going to be the bread and butter of the offense. It was awesome to see that happen. And then the defense, once we dive into that one, I, w- I was loving it. I was loving everything about it. The the cornerback stepped up, and, and overall it was just solid play calling from, from Gruden. So let's talk defense here. Razzle, let's get you in here. Uh, the defense, was there one player that you know maybe outshone or outshined the rest of the, the, the defensive squad? To me, there was a few that really stood out. Uh, but w- what caught your eye on the defensive side? The the one guy that really caught my eye this week, and, I, and it was a, you know, a place for concern going into the season, was Quentin Dunbar. Um, the guy made a huge play. Him and Fabian Moreau on the interception. Him and Fabian Moreau's communication on that play set it up so that way he was in the right place at the right time. Um, but he stepped up and just made big plays. Overall, the secondary played well. Um, we were tackling. We were making moves. We didn't look like a typical Redskins defense out there today. Granted, I, I don't know how much it was on the Redskins defense as opposed to how bad the Cardinals' offense was. But um, the one guy that really shined for me today is Quentin Dunbar. Yeah, I think Dunbar deserves a nod here. You know, obviously he had the pick four tackles, but Brown, Swearinger, and Nicholson all made all had five tackles themselves. Uh, but let's segue off of you. let's pivot right off of what you just said here, Stevie. How bad are the Cardinals? I mean, you were more, maybe more excited than the rest of us during the game because. You know, there was, uh, I mean, you used the line, I think, uh, the uh, Horny Verzorni uh, era was back, right? Like, at least for one week, everything seemed to click, everything seemed to look all right, but the Cardinals are really bad, aren't they? Cardinals are terrible, and that's why I have nothing to say about the defense for the Redskins, because we don't know what we have yet, because we have not played an NFL offense yet, okay? We played Sam Bradford, who's, I mean, he's on his last leg, literally on his last leg. Uh, David Johnson, who clearly didn't look like David Johnson. I don't think we had anything to do with that. I mean, that Cardinals offense was not clicking in any way. So Redskins defense, I still think we didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback. Uh, I- I'm with Razzle, Quentin Dunbar. It looked like D. Hall was back there, number 23, okay? Dropped the balls, but 23 stepped up. Quentin Dunbar played great. Uh, Swearinger was all over the place. Defense played well, but I'll give you three takeaways very quickly. Okay, because I know everyone's got a lot to say. I'll give you three takeaways on offense. 
that made me super impressed. Number one, Adrian Peterson, most impressive thing about him, third and short. Third and short has been the bane of this team's existence for as long as I can remember. Okay, and, they have ne- and they've always had to play gimmicky third and short football. They had to do the bootlegs and the, the, the spread them out, and they yeah, never had I'm a back- with you 100% so- on this one. It's nice to be able to run on third and short. It's incredible. Adrian Peterson can get that yard, can get down in the goal line, third and goal. He scored the touchdown. It was wonderful to see that. Number two, the change of pace with Chris Thompson, unbelievable. I mean, that one-two combination was unbelievable. The way Chris Thompson was able to stretch the defense, was able to get around the edge, was fantastic to see a change of pace. We haven't had that here. Even when we had Clinton Portis, even when we had great feature backs, Ooh. we never had that change of pace. I know. It was, it was nice to see 26 back there running amok, okay? And then the last one, which I don't think – and I'm hoping FP caught this, okay? Me and FP are typically on the same uh, wavelength here. The offensive line, Chase Roy, yes. the French kid, okay? The way they were <laughs> on those pulls, the way they were pulling on those misdirection plays was unbelievable. Trent Williams had a couple of blocks downfield, 10 yards down the field, where he was taking out uh, guys in the secondary. Uh, the center, Chase Roy, was, was getting to that second – uh, line was getting to the linebacking uh, group fantastic the way they were pulling even Sean Laval who we've killed a lot on this uh, podcast really stepped up they gave Alex Smith time and it's incredible that the fourth headline for me is Alex Smith doing what he's supposed to be doing and really uh, managing the game in an incredible way really efficient especially that first half so those three things really jumped out at me offensively. So I wasn't I'm, big. I'm actually. Go ahead. Go ahead, FB. I'll jump in after. I was, was going to say, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, I'm really happy that he brought up uh, Chase and Laval. I just wanted to mention it before we moved on. I was watching with LP, and it and Chase was really helping Laval look better. Because if you watched a couple plays, as soon as you saw Laval about to lose his man, you would see Chase's hand get up there and essentially hold both the guys up. And it was just all around an amazing move and, and everything Steve said. So there, but let's, okay. So let's pivot here and let's talk a little bit about what didn't go right. So the receivers, uh, primarily Crowder goes three for 32 Richardson, four for 22 docks and one for 11. So combined those three guys, uh, they go, they go what eight for 104 yards. That's pretty terrible overall. I mean, those are things that they, I mean, that's got to get cleaned up, right? I mean, they, at some point someone has to go down the field and catch a ball. Alex Smith, very pedestrian, 21 of 30, 255 and two. Again, it was they didn't need to do much more than that, you know, to beat the the, the Cardinals. And the Cardinals looked like one of the worst teams in the league until the fourth quarter when things kind of got sloppy anyway. I mean, if they were playing the Colts this week, another not fantastic team, maybe on the same same level as the Redskins, they probably lose this game. So there wasn't a lot of balance in the running game. There wasn't. There definitely wasn't a whole lot of balance in the receiving game. So. I, there's a little part of me that feels like, all right, we got to win. This was it, not that it was a must-win, but they went in and they got the, they got the W. It didn't look super impressive offensively outside of Peterson, who I mean, 26 carries for a 30-something-year-old back is is impressive. I really wanted to see him get to that hundred uh, the the hundred-yard mark. You know that fumble on the last uh, what in the in the fourth quarter was unfortunate. He should he you know he's got to know better just to get down. But the receivers, guys, the receivers are a problem. Just looking at this one game and projecting forward, who's going to go catch this ball, you know, seven, eight times on ten targets if they need him to? Yeah, Joe, I, I agree with you that the receivers were a problem. Do- obviously, Doxon was invisible on the field, and we're waiting for him to show up. But the way the game was going and the way the game was flowing, 
we weren't really throwing the ball down the field. We were really, if you look at time possession in the in the first half, with us running the ball and a lot of the play action and throwing the ball to Chris Thompson out of the backfield, the, the game wasn't really going in a sense that we needed to throw the ball down the field. So absolutely, yet, absolutely. Yes, am I hesitant? Am I am I not? Am I nervous about the the, the way the receivers look? Absolutely. But the way the game was moving, we weren't. We were up the whole game, so we were running the ball. We were controlling the time of possession. So it wasn't something that we needed the receivers to come through, and they did it. Um, there was one play where I saw Paul Richardson catch the ball and run backwards, and I thought that was something he learned in training camp here. Cause that's just a, a no, he, he learned that from Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mention, don't mention right. D-Jax. Ryan Grant ain't here, okay? So he didn't yeah. No, did you, I did mean, you look, see, did you guys, did your boys see what what Ryan Grant put up today? Led the team in. Ryan targets. Grant had a big game with so Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, and Deshaun looked great too. Until his concussion. Look, Joe, Joe hit the nail on the head. Like, I think you you have to choose what you want because normally it's going to be you either get a passing offense or a running offense. Right now, this game we had an amazing run offense, and then instead of going down the field and taking our shots, we just utilized the RPO because that's what the defense was giving us. Um, and that's a little risky because come next week and the week after, they're going to start adjusting to our RPO and they're going to start getting in Alex's face. But other than that, if you're controlling the game and pounding the rock, it doesn't matter that your receivers aren't there. They, they went downfield. They made their blocks. We didn't have to air it out like Razzle was saying, and that is the key. I'm not concerned about them. You still saw Vernon Davis get a catch. You still saw Jordan Reed get his catch. Paul Richardson looked all right. I mean, Doxon was unfortunate with his drop or whatever, but I'm I'm not concerned with the receivers because if the run game is what the run game is going to be, then then that's really the most important right now. But I'll, I'll you, I'll know, we're not going to run like that every week. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll tell you what, both of you is that run pass option. You know what really helps that? A pass. Alex Smith has got some wheels on him. Okay, <laughs> he does. absolutely super impressed with that and i love me some captain kirk and, and kudos to him for a big w today and i love of course him. we couldn't have gone an episode without. <laughs> i'm telling you i was re- i mean smith's arm was whatever and again we did not challenge them downfield at all and that was probably by design but man this guy's got some wheels and i'm not talking mm-hmm. just wheels in terms of fast he is shifty there was a couple of plays where he spun out of trouble extended he knows how to get out of the pocket and send the play yeah I mean, that was huge. There was a, I love there was one play where he spun out and kept his eyes downfield and hit Jordan Reed for like a 20-yard catch. I mean, that, that, we never saw that, even when we had guys that had wheels. Okay, RG3 couldn't get his, his eyes off of his feet. Okay, so uh, that was great. Uh, yeah. Well, well and that, that and the, the RG3 reference for you. As, <laughs> okay. Well, that, you, that and I, there was a lot of times while he was scrambling, I was still in Kirk Cousins mode, and I was thinking – Here's, here's where the pick is, or here's where he's going to get sacked from, from the backside and, and all of a sudden fall and fumble. I still have to adjust that Alex Smith, even though he is much more mobile, he's the quote-unquote game manager, and he's not risky when it comes to him being mobile or when it comes to him extending plays. I, I mean, I, I don't he'll, think this he'll, offense— He'll throw the ball away so that way he doesn't— this, uh, He's not trying to have a stats like Kevin This is going to be the was. statement that makes Joe go off right now, and either he's going to agree with me or not. I don't think this offense, especially uh, Alex Smith, looks worse than when we had Kirk Cousins. I think we're even it looks a better. Bit better, right? Not significantly better, but I would say we're a little bit better and just a little bit. You can see the confidence that he brings into the offense, and there wasn't really any 
point in time where you were worried? Uh, there's there's definitely a difference. You know, I think it was it was also stated during the pot the uh, not the podcast during the, the the game broadcast. You know, the difference between cockiness and 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 confidence, right? And Alex Smith, he has that quiet confidence. He he knows. I mean, he's been in this spot before. Like, he's not. There's nothing new that a defense is going to throw at him that he hasn't seen before. And there isn't. Like, he knows how to get and command the huddle. Like, there's no. There's no gray area with him. I think he he understands the game, and I think we're all comfortable with that. But let's be honest here. You know, if if they replicate this game, you know, another ten times against the the next ten opponents, we're not winning all ten of those games with a quarterback that goes two fifty five and two and a receiving core that only manages eight balls for a hundred yards. Like, let, let's be real here. This was. I mean, we'll take the win for sure. And the Redskins were certainly aided by some big losses throughout the NFC, and we can talk about that in a second. But, I mean, they got to get somebody to stretch the field a little bit. And whether it's – I don't care who it is, whether it's Crowder, Richardson, it doesn't matter what, what number or name is on the jersey. There has to be at least a threat of going more than 15 yards down the field. I mean, the longest the longest catch and run today was, was Peterson. And if you remove that, the next – I think the next longest was – uh, Jameson yeah, Crowder. it was Jameson, right? So, well – they have to. They, I mean, the offense for what it was today, well, for what they needed. I'll give Gruden a ton of credit. I mean, he he looked at this Arizona, uh, you know, defense and said, "We don't got to get fancy here. Let's just give the rock to, you know, to the old man and just let the wheel. They're going to run him into the ground, and I'm a hundred percent on board with that plan. Give him oh, yeah, the ball. He's a one-year rental. Not even. He may be three or four weeks. Whatever it is, you you get you get these wins however you can. But against most teams, you have to be able to throw the ball, you know, and take advantage of of. You know, not to say that you're taking it like the referees are going to make calls. If you don't even have a guy who can get into position to, you know, to get a contact foul, to get a pass interference call, to move the chain without actually making a play, you're going to have problems. I mean, 255 and two is just not going to get it done week in and week out. It works for this. I agree with you. It won't work against the Colts next week, right? I mean, uh, I agree with you. We're not going to be up 21 nothing next week. How much do you think? How much do you think went into game planning? And they didn't want to even air it out because you do have a Patrick Peterson back there who could really make a lot of plays. And if you give him a chance to swing the momentum and get a pick and return it, maybe Gruden was playing it safe more so than we are giving him credit for in in running it and pounding the rock and not even airing it out because he knows that Arizona, although their defense is weak, they they have talented players. And our our concern could have just been let's just not even give let's not even get Patrick Peterson in this game. Yeah, it's totally possible. Totally possible. Uh, did the did the Redskins sustain any big injuries? I'm kind of blanking on the injury front here. Trey Quinn Trey and Quinn, uh, right. Sims on the first play of kickoff got hurt both their ankles. Okay, but no, we're not talking like season ending, right? Uh, no. Doesn't look bad. If anything, they're probably both sprained and maybe out a week or two. I would imagine. One of them could get placed in IR and you bring in like a quick or, or some other receiver that we recently cut, uh, but nothing that really affects the offense. All right. Well, let's talk about, let's go around the league here. So, I mean, happy first, you know, week one of the 2018 season, some big losses, especially in the early games, the Giants go down, the Saints go down in a very unexpected loss to the Bucks. The Cowboys look terrible, although we've been talking about that all summer. Was there any game that really caught your eye? I mean, we could talk about the Steelers and Browns game. That was an ugly one, um, you know. And and this is where I talk about the Browns for just a second. They actually they're they're like a real team, Joe, guys. Joe, they're a real team. So, can we break some news here that Aaron Rodgers was just carted to the locker room? Oof. Yeah, I've seen that too myself. This is bad, and there's uh, mm-hmm. this is really My bad. Fantasy. 
<laughs> you fancy team going fantasy, to locker room we with saw, them. <laughs> we saw what happens when A-Rod's not out there with the Packers last season. Uh, well, that that brings up the fact that this was a Bears defense that was top 10 last year, and adding Mac. not that Mac is – I don't think Mac is the one that did the injury, but adding Mac just makes it such a tenacious defense that he earned the money that he was given, unlike Aaron, who is now injured. Do we know if A-Rod went down with the same thing? Or are we unsure? Hopefully it's not a shoulder. Because Greg Olson went down today with the same injury that kept him out uh, seven or eight games last year. And Delaney Walker's leg exploded, and he's out for the season as well. There's some big injuries all around the league today. Can we can we talk about the, the Eagles game really quick uh, and how they looked awful? Well, they looked awful. The Giants – the Giants. anybody watch the Giants game? Anybody watch Saquon? Uh, you watch the, I, Saquon I, I, Barkley's I, trash. No, All right. Did you see okay. his touchdown run? Okay, but before that touchdown run, what was what was his stat like? Twenty carries for forty yards. I mean, his he, offensive he line sucks. Okay, fair enough. But there was a lot of plays where he got stopped in the in the, in the back and, and was one two three. What we learned. Awesome. All right, FB, What we learned about the Giants was that Eli got really old really quick, and they're gonna yeah. they're gonna force feed the ball to uh, to 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 um, Odell Beckham Jr. And Saquon looked good. I mean, given what he's got there, he looked good. But the Giants aren't going to win the NFC East. And if you pivot, no. and you look at the Eagles, the Eagles didn't look very good themselves. They they really couldn't run the ball. They really couldn't pass the ball. Had had a backup quarterback. So That's fair. Good. Okay, we'll we'll give him that. But it's, it's going to be Super Bowl MVP quarterback. It's going to be a couple more weeks at least until they upgrade at that position. And then you look at the Cowboys today, and they were just mm-hmm. terrible, Awful. terrible. So not not to get ahead of ourselves here, but the Skins played the best game of any of the NFC East teams. And frankly, when you look around the NFC at large, and, and the NFC South is the is the division that I tend to look at the most because I think that's the one that's most likely to produce the, the true competition when it comes to the wild card. I mean, with the Panthers, the Saints, um, the Bucks, the Falcons, like two, maybe three of those, I mean, maybe three, but definitely two of those teams are going to make it. The Saints going down today the way they did after a great performance from Breeze, a great performance from Kamara, um, Michael Thomas played well too. Did anyone have Fitzpatrick connecting on three different fifty-yard touchdowns? Like, come on, man! The, the guy was incredible today. Didn't even know he was on the Bucks. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> but he's he's proven that week in and week out that that he's going to be one of the better journeymen that you can bring onto your team to to plug a hole. He may remain the starting quarterback. They may not bring back Jamison Let, uh, when the suspension's over. Raza, let's go hyperbolic here. Let's go big picture. What week one has showed us is that the Redskins are atop of the NFC. I mean, you look at the other teams. You're right, Steve. I mean, look at the way the other teams played it today. Well, there, there, there is another team with ties to us, a.k.a. Minnesota, that looked amazing and that defense looked uh, amazing. Their defense looked amazing. Their That's defense looked insane. I mean, be, albeit it was against the Niners team with a fumbling Alfred Morris, but... That team looked really solid. The reality is, I mean, in in seriousness, how wide open is the NFC right now? I mean, there's no dominant team. The Super Bowl champs looked very uh, uh, mediocre. So right now, that's the beauty of this. Well, with this Aaron Rodgers injury, I mean, completely wide open if it's as serious as it looked. That's what I'm saying is right now, I mean, you got to love coming out of week one and seeing – what we saw in the NFC right now and what we're seeing from the Redskins. I mean, I think there was a lot to build off of. And, and you know, the, the, the old adage uh, in, in the NFL says the defenses are always ahead of offenses in the beginning of the season. And so, uh, you know, that, that bodes well for us in the sense of, you know, our offense is going to continue to get better. And 
coming out of it healthy is, is incredible. I mean, so there's a lot to build on. And we knew we were going to have to get uh, off to a good start with a brutal schedule come on to November. So, so let's look forward got- here. Stevie, let's look forward here just a little bit as we kind of put the bow on the show. Uh, Colts come to town next week. What do you expect to happen based on what you saw today? I think more of the same. I think they are going to keep on. I think they're going to build off of the run. And what I love about Gruden, and we haven't even shouted out Gruden, which means he's doing a good job. Okay, and we don't notice the coach. It means he's doing a great job. The way Gruden was able to find different ways to get the ball into Chris Thompson's hands, I love that. We had a couple of, like FP said, the pass run options. We had a couple of quick pitches. It was great. I love that. I think he's going to find different ways to get the ball into playmakers' hands and put them in space. I think we're going to see a little bit more next week of Jameson Crowder and Doxon trying to get, and, and Jordan Reed, of course. I think he's going to try to get those guys the ball in space, and I think teams are going to start keying in on Adrian Peterson and the run game. And I think it should open up things for Alex Smith. I think there's nothing that we saw today that, that gives me any hesitation that this offense is going to get better. And I love the time that he had, that the O-line gave him. He had plenty of time to go through his progression. Did you see what he was doing with his eyes? I mean, he was doing some great stuff with his eyes. and stuff. Oh, he, he was moving defenders left and right. He looked amazing. I, I couldn't imagine RG3. <laughs> why, why are you still on RG3? I just get, move on, move on from RG three, Steve. It was now two quarterbacks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Razzle, how about you? What do you see happening no, next week? Colts but I think Steve, I think Steve's right. This offense is gonna is gonna run as far as Chris Thompson takes them. Um, as long as Chris Thompson stays healthy and they're able to get him the ball in the creative ways that they have, I think next week is we're not gonna get up to a twenty one nothing lead like we did this week, and we're able to just run the ball and consume the clock. I think next week is going to be a little more competitive game. I did watch a little bit of the Colts-Bengals game today on Red Zone. Um, Andrew Luck looks like he's back. Um, so they are going to be a little bit more of a potent offense than the Cardinals uh, gave us this week. Uh, I think it will be a much more competitive game, but I, I, I early prediction is a victory next week. It's home who's, opener. Whose cable are you stealing for Red Zone? I, I, we can talk offline about that. <laughs> um, can I get that login? Actually, Stevie, Stevie on uh, if you got Directv now, you can you, Red Zone's included on iPad. No way! Shut up! I promise. I watched it all day today. Really, with the login for Directv now? Yeah, you, you download the NFL app, you put in your Directv now stuff, and then it just worked. I don't I know, thought, maybe it was a one-week preview. I'm not it sure. Could, it could have been a one-week preview, Joe. It's yeah. possible, but it worked today. It was great. Well, yeah, we can talk offline. I have a login that I can share <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> my but, man. Uh, That's my teammate. <laughs> <laughs> FP, FP, how about you? FP, get in here. Colts, Redskins next week at FedEx. Uh, what do you expect to happen? Well, you guys basically covered all the, the offensive side of the ball. I'm, you know me. I'm always a defensive guy, and I, I don't think the Colts really have – Anything that's going to scare me that much more than a Fitzpatrick and a David Johnson. So I think that defense is going to elevate a little bit more. And hopefully you see Kerrigan coming off the edge and, and getting a couple sacks. And then that those Bama boys, I mean, I, I don't see uh, an, uh, another runner getting more than 60 yards on us. I mean, we stopped Arizona still, and it was still David Johnson. So I, I'm not concerned about India at all. Um I think this defense is going to really show us that they're a top-tier defense. Um, and if that happens, it, we could get up to a 21-0 lead because that all happened because the defense was getting three and outs. 
So, I mean, looking at the Colts game from today, I also watched a little bit of it, you know, to, just to piggy off uh, what, what Razzle was saying. Like, Andrew Luck threw the ball 53 times, right? 53 times. I mean, this is a team that cannot run the ball. I mean, it's a, it's a who's who back there running the ball. Uh, they had nobody that can run it. So they're going to throw it a ton. Based on what I saw today from the secondary, I think I'm okay with that. Now, Jack Doyle is probably their best receiver. Ryan Grant, though, did some work today. I, I don't – again, I know – like his time no, in DC. He did. <laughs> oh, what? He, come on! He had eight he catches. Had six, he, had, he had eight catches, eight catches on nine targets, Joe. Um, on nine targets. That, I mean, that's how many yards? How many yards? Sixty yards. That's so he's like Mohammed <laughs> Sanu. Okay, timeout, timeout. But that was better than any of our receivers. That, I mean, he 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 out. He, he doubled up receptions and yards on any of our guys. Right? I understand that, but but we were playing a completely different game today, Joe. I, un- I, mean, I also I, I know understand. I'm but- not high on, yeah, we were playing like we were running the ball. We were ahead. We had no need for us to throw the ball down the field today. Okay, um, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm I'm just like this is a guy who's familiar. I'm not saying he's going to come in like with some secret sauce to beat the skins, but he is playing opposite you know T. Y. Hilton, who has you know big game ability, and they they run a very unique like two tight end offense there, right, with Jack Doyle and uh, and Ebron both catching. I think they both caught touchdowns today, actually. So they're not a very good team, right? They're they're maybe a smidge better than the uh, than the Cardinals. So I also expect us to win. But I mean, volume matters, right? And when the defense is out there for a ton of plays, the the time of possession I forget who brought it up. I think it was Razzle. Time of possession was everything today. I mean, they just wore them down. And if if Adrian Peterson's got another twenty five to you know twenty to twenty five carries in him, I think the Skins can win too. I, I really do. Is more more importantly. Is FedEx going to be rocking on Sunday? Oh, I think I so. Let's not get too hard. I think so. Ahead of ourselves. I think a lot of that depends on the hurricane situation. They 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 did a lot of upgrades over there. I, I'm Joe. You want to look? I'm out. Season? I'm 100 percent out. <laughs> no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. They're begging people to come. Any any final takeaways from the Skins game or any other game you saw today, Razzy? Uh, I, I think the skins look great. I think it's a lot to build upon. I think the NFC is wide open. Nobody really looked that great today. My only concern with watching the games today is why the NFL still allows games to end in a tie, like we saw in the Steelers-Browns game. Um, just let them keep playing until someone wins the game. I'm with you, man. they got to battle to death. This is, it's terrible. Ties are mm. terrible. Uh, how about uh, FP? Anything from you? Um... One no, not not necessarily. I'll just give a shout out to Trent Williams um, because he had a hell of a game, and everything that worked on the offense worked because he was our Pro Bowl left tackle, and he he showed it today. And and all that time Alex had was all Trent Williams, and I loved it. And it was a fairly clean game. Uh, so if we keep reducing the mistakes and playing to our ability, I'm not really concerned at this point. Stevie, one last thing. How about some Nats? Fill us in. What's happening? Oh, I mean, they can't get a game in. What do you want me to do? Scherzer pitched a gem yesterday, complete game, 11 strikeouts, uh, but the Braves keep on winning. I don't want to talk about Nance. I'm trying here, but I got nothing. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll give you something. Packers come into town two weeks from today. If Aaron Rodgers is out for a significant amount of time, there's 3-0 and right there, baby. Well, and the Saints, the Saints look very potent, but they lost to Ryan Fitzpatrick and a bunch of cast-offs, so... Uh, could uh, let okay. I, I won't. I don't even, know I if Mike say. Evans is the cast. I won't off, say. Well, he is. If no yeah. one's, if, when Ryan Fitzpatrick is throwing on the ball, so um, yeah, I'm, I won't say it. But I'm with you, Steve. I, I, I'm quietly looking at the schedule and thinking when there's many wins before that bye. Yeah. 
But we so, we shall see. <laughs> Play. I would go to a playoff game there, but I won't go to a regular season game ever again. Hey, you, you're talking to two guys that were at the last playoff game at FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> My heart's still Jan- January game. 6th, 2013. Uh, did he get in the game today, by the way? Or no. did they skip? <laughs> I mean, did, did Lamar Jackson? <laughs> Lamar Jackson played the second half. They were oh. up 40 to nothing at halftime. But RG3's wow. on the roster, right? He is on the roster. He may I, got that, I got that Ravens defense on my fantasy, too, looking great. Well, well they didn't play a real. I mean, yeah, they were hey, playing a JV. Take team. my points when I take my points. I mean, they yeah. b- both teams brought in their rookie quarterback. I mean, if we're talking half. fantasy, yeah. Stevie's losing to me by 100 points right now. 100 oh, points. Man. Week one is always a fluke. I, always week I beat one is you a fluke. every gotcha. week. I, I beat you every. I beat you every time we play, Steve. Maybe two it's or fun. three. Maybe two or three. Okay, let's put a bow on it. Let's stop right there. Tune in in a couple nights. We have. Uh, I think LP's got a guest coming on from Indianapolis to talk about the Colts. Talk about their uh, game one preview. Them coming to the to uh, to play the Skins here in Washington. I think Steve, you and I. There's been a lot of um, a lot of chatter about the episode uh, that we recorded a couple days ago. I think we got to go a little bit more in depth on Cap and Nike, just based on feedback. So maybe we'll do that on Friday, maybe on the next uh, week in review. Um, but I think that's it for now. Hail to the Redskins! Big Week One victory for the Redskins, winning twenty four six in Arizona. Thank you all for listening. This has been DTC for Razzie, FP, and Stevie. My name is Joe. Thank you so much. We are out.